0: God deserves every praise from every creature, every day. This is the Everyday Christian Podcast. Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 7. Of the Everyday Christian Podcast, I'm your host Chase Green, and today we're going to continue our series on how to overcome by discussing how to overcome pride. I would submit to you that pride is at the root of all kinds of spiritual foolishness. Proverbs 15 verses 31 through 32 says, The ear that hears the rebukes of life will abide among the wise. He who disdains instruction despises his own soul but he who heeds rebuke gets understanding. Question, what kind of person refuses to listen to instruction? Is it not the prideful? It's no surprise then that the next verse, Proverbs 15, verse 33, says the fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom, and before honor is humility. Notice in the same context as honor, and preceding it really, is humility. You know, it's not a sin to give someone honor. In fact, the Bible does say, give honor to whom honor is due, Romans 13 and verse 7. Honor, perhaps, would give way to sin when we let our honored position become a source of pride. And that's what we want to discuss for this episode. Again, we must be willing to put humility before honor If we don't want to fall for the sin of pride. Before we get started with the consequences of pride and and how to deal with pride, I want us to define pride. Now you'll find the word pride 49 times in the Bible if you're using the King James Version. You'll find proud another 48 times. Arrogancy four times. Haughty ten times. Haughtiness five times boast, 20 times, and boasting, nine times. Now, these are all words that we use for the sin of pridefulness. Now, we're going to notice something significant and and, and different about the word boast here in a few moments. But if you look at these words in the original languages, now, I'm not an expert in Hebrew. I'm not an expert in Greek. But... I have the ability to at least use Strong's and and look at what those words mean, uh, as do you. Uh, We can use the the technology on our phones even to uh, look up these these original language words and, and their meaning, and it gives us an extra glimpse at what we're dealing with with the sin of pride. So you look these words up in the original languages, and what you're going to find is brashness, presumptuousness, The idea of, well, I'm presuming myself to be something that I'm really not. Being unashamed of sin is also a form of pride, pompous, swelling, high-minded, lofty. And then for boasting, there's actually, if you look at Strong's, a negative and a positive connotation for that word. Strongs says for the word that is translated as boasting in a good or a bad sense boasting whereof i may glory glorifying rejoicing now paul uses this term to talk about boasting about good works that the brethren were doing to glorify god and that's positive see second corinthians 7 verse 14 2 Corinthians 8, 24, and 2 Corinthians 9, verse 3, Paul was was boasting on behalf of his brethren. So was he glorifying self, which is what pride is? No, he was glorifying other people, really in the sense that they were glorifying God by the way that they were living their lives. So is it a sin to boast about someone else? Not according to Paul, in the sense that he was praising them for doing a good job for the Lord, in those contexts, really talking about their giving to the Lord. In First Corinthians 1 verse 31, Paul writes, He who glories, just another word for boast, let him glory in the Lord. So certainly we need to glorify God. We need to boast, if you will, about our magnificent God. But this term boast can also be used negatively, that is, sinfully, as is the case when Paul speaks of of boasting in Romans three verse twenty seven. There he says, "Where is boasting then? It is excluded. By what law? Of works? No, but by the law of faith." Basically, he's saying there we cannot boast as if we have earned salvation because we have not. In that same section of Scripture, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans three twenty three. So likewise you, when you have done all those things which you are commanded, say we are unprofitable servants, we have done what was our duty to do. Luke 17 and verse 10. That's the kind of mindset that we need to have. We don't need to boast of ourselves. We need to consider ourselves most unprofitable servants. Well, what pride really boils down to then is trust of self, puffing up of self, rather than trust in and glorifying God. And so pride is a form of selfishness. Look at me. Look at what I have done. Look at what I know that you don't know, so on and so forth. Brethren, we better not have that kind of attitude because the Lord hates that kind of attitude. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride and arrogance in the evil way, and the perverse mouth, I hate. Proverbs 8 and verse 13. These six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. And the first on the list, a proud look. Proverbs 6 verses 16 through 17. Everyone that is proud in his heart is an abomination to the Lord. Though hand join in hand, he shall not be unpunished. Proverbs 16 verse 5. Pride is something that happens when we begin to think that we are really something. Look at me, I'm really something. We better be careful. Galatians 6 verse 3 says, For if anyone thinks himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. You see, we're really nothing apart from Christ. Acts 5 verse 36, the Bible speaks of Thutis, who was boasting himself to be somebody, and made himself a following of 400 people. And what happened to Thutis? Thutis was slain. Let's talk about the danger, then, of pride. Well, number one, pride leads to contention. Only by pride comes contention. But with the well-advised is wisdom, Proverbs 13, verse 10. If you ever find contention, that is, sinful argumentation, what is preceding that sinful argumentation? It's pride. It's two people or, or more not willing to work it out, not willing to see one another's point of view. No, they are prideful and they are contending. Now, there's sinful contention in the Bible. There is proper contention and needed contention in the Bible as well. I think of Jude 1 verse 3, where we're told to contend for the faith. But this kind of contention, the kind of contention that that is preceded by pride is certainly a sinful type of contention. So number one, pride leads to contention. But number two, pride also leads to deception. Obadiah 1, verses 3 and 4, dealing with the sins of Edom, the descendants of Esau, that verse says, The pride of your heart has deceived you. You who dwell in the clefts of the rock, whose habitation is high, you who say in your heart, Who will bring me down to the ground? Though you ascend as high as the eagle, and though you set your nest among the stars, from there I will bring you down, says the Lord. God says, you think you're lofty, you're high-minded, you're prideful. And in in that area of the world, the Edomites lived in in the high country, up in the the hills, in the mountains, uh, in the clefts of the rock. And yet God says he's going to bring them down. Brethren, the higher you are, the harder you fall. And certainly Edom was going to fall hard. Well, pride leads to deception. Pride leads to contention. But also pride leads to destruction. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Proverbs 16, verse 18. And I think we've all learned that lesson the hard way, haven't we? I know I I have for sure. Pride also leads to spiritual procrastination. Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring forth. Proverbs 27, verse 1. Pride also leads to shame. When pride comes, then comes shame, but with the humble is wisdom. Proverbs 11, verse 2. You know, I think back to pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall what happens when that destruction comes that pride turns to shame because you get embarrassed don't you and you feel guilt and shame for whatever sin you got caught up in and and that was just the whole thing was exacerbated by the fact that you were also prideful on top of that well pride leads to contention pride leads to deception pride leads to destruction pride leads to spiritual procrastination to shame and finally, pride leads to being at odds with God. We've already seen where pride is, is literally hated by God. It is abomination to God. But we also see in James 4 verse 6 that God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Brethren, if we think we're going to have access to God's grace and we're prideful, then we've got another thing coming. We have to make sure that we are humble humble. We have to make sure that we are not prideful about our sins, about anything else. We have to remain humble. Well, finally, we want to discuss how to overcome pride. Well, Matthew 18, verses 3 through 4 says, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted, and that is key, we must be converted to Christ. We do that by obeying the gospel, putting on Christ in baptism for the remission of our sins. We do that, we're a Christian, the Lord adds us to his church, Acts chapter 2, and then we live faithfully under him. We walk in the light, right with him, right step in line with Christ. We're converted. Conversion is a way of life. It's something that starts when we obey the gospel, and it's something that continues really throughout our life. We continue transforming ourselves in the image of Christ, Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Converting, if you will, that continual transformation that we must involve ourselves in as Christians. So unless you are converted, and notice this, and become as little children, pure, clean again, innocent, just like little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. We as Christians must humble ourselves like little children. As part of conversion, humility, humbling ourselves is the idea that, hey, I realize I have been wrong. I have been living for myself. My sins put Jesus Christ on the cross. That's godly sorrow, isn't it? And what does godly sorrow lead to? It leads to repentance. 2 Corinthians chapter 7. So we repent And be converted, as we read in the book of Acts. We repent and be converted. We repent, we obey the gospel, and we cannot do that unless we're willing to humble ourselves and become like a little child. Galatians 3, verse 27, Paul wrote that when we are baptized into Christ, we put on Christ. Literally, we clothe ourselves with Christ as we become that new man. Well, what was Christ? He was humble, wasn't he? In fact, he was the most humble human being that ever walked this earth. And he was also God in the flesh. But he was the most humble. No one has ever been as humble as he. Is it any surprise then that Peter said in 1 Peter 5, verses 5 and 6, Be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. We clothe ourselves with humility by striving to be like Christ in his humility. Romans 12, verse 3 says, For I say through the grace given to me to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. Think of others more highly than your old sinful self. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition. That's a form of pride. Conceit, pride. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Philippians 2 verse 3. And by all means, when you do things that God told you to do, worship, evangelism, etc., don't do it to be seen of men Do it because you want to be pleasing to God. We're going to wrap up this episode by looking at Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen of men. And your Father, who sees in secret, will himself reward you openly. Brethren, that's what it's all about. God requires a lot from us. He doesn't require too much of us. He doesn't require more than we can handle, but he does require a lot. There are things he requires in obeying the gospel, hear, believe, repent, confess, be baptized. There's things he requires in continuing faithfully, worshiping him in spirit and in truth, looking for opportunities to help people, benevolence, Matthew chapter 25, evangelizing, Matthew 28, 18 through 20, Mark 16, 15 and 16. There are things he requires of us, but at the same time, when we do those things, we truly try our best to to accomplish those things, we don't need to sound the trumpet. No, we need to just quietly do that, not seek any recognition whatsoever, and know that God in heaven recognizes it. And he will reward us in heaven. I want to thank you for joining us for this episode of the Everyday Christian Podcast. Pride, it can get us into a lot of trouble. But humility will go a long way in helping us be what we ought to be. As a reminder, I'd like to once again mention that the Everyday Christian Podcast is going to join the Scattered Abroad network of podcasts, starting with season three, which will start in January, Lord willing. And I wanted to ask you, if you would, please go to the Scattered Abroad Facebook page. You can find that uh, by searching Scattered Abroad on Facebook. And you'll find a picture of of like a globe with little waypoint position markers uh, on various continents. And, And that's the Scattered Abroad Facebook page. Well, what you need to do is like and share that page. That will help us tremendously as we're getting this work off the ground. And if you would, also look this podcast up in the App Store and give us a rating. If you think this is a good podcast, go ahead and click that five-star button. And that will help us because it will bump our podcast up and others will be more likely to find it. And that's a good thing because we want both Christians listening to this podcast and those who have never obeyed the gospel, those who are not Christians, we want them listening to this podcast as well, and so so we want as many people as possible to find the podcast. I appreciate it very much, and I hope that you will indeed look at the Scattered Abroad podcast page on Facebook and like and share that, help us grow, and also help the Everyday Christian podcast grow by liking and sharing us and giving us ratings as well. We want to briefly mention what we're going to talk about next episode, and that is, Lord willing, next week we'll talk about how to overcome obstacles. One final note, you may realize that uh, I had meant to do how to overcome obstacles this week. Well, in my preparation, somehow I got those uh, backwards. I got them mixed up, and we covered pride today. That's fine. We'll cover uh, obstacles next time, Lord willing, on the Everyday Christian Podcast.